what is good? Welcome to Spirit Bill Real Talk with Juliana. I am your host, Juliana Page, and I am so excited that you are here. I am an author, a speaker, and a professional life coach, but really, I am here to give you practical wisdom that you can integrate into every area of your life so that you can thrive and not just survive. So if you are ready to live a spirit-led life and level up your inner game so that you can win in your outer game. Let's dive right in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Spirit-Filled Real Talk podcast. Today's a good one. You're gonna want to star this, save this, share it with a friend. We are going in to the topic of recalibrating. Recalibrating. So I want to give you this visual real quick as we dive in here. A pilot was flying a plane and unfortunately got lost because the instruments in his plane malfunctioned. He managed to contact a control tower and reported his situation. The flight controller, wanting to help the pilot find his way back, asked for his coordinates. Not being able to pinpoint his current location, the pilot radioed back, remarking, I don't know where I am, but wherever I'm headed, I'm making it in good time. So we are often like this pilot. We don't know where we are going, right? All we know is we're making good time. And our modern culture seems to be obsessed with speed rather than direction, with efficiency rather than destiny, right? And what good is it, if you really were to sit and reflect on this, what good is it to get somewhere quickly if it's not even where you're supposed to be going? Or what good is it to rush through life and not be focused on who ultimately you're becoming? Because that is destiny, who you will ultimately become. And you decide that one day at a time, one step at a time, and one moment at a time. So recalibration is really making sure that we're using our spiritual compasses, okay? To make sure that we're not so busy following the crowd that we forget to check our direction, all right? (laughs) Because ultimately that is up to us. To help us make the journey, God has actually given to each of us a spiritual compass. It says in Ecclesiastes 3.11 that God has set eternity in the hearts of men. And this sense of eternity is something inherent in our human souls, as God has intended, okay? However, we can experience malfunctions too. Sin, for example, is simply missing the mark of what God had in mind, right? And when we come to Jesus and receive the Holy Spirit, our inner compasses are restored to working order. The Spirit of God testifies to our spirit that we are children of God. And through such spiritual assurances and feedback in our journey, we are directed to our eternal home. So we never have to navigate on our own. But the challenge is recalibrating and upgrading and making sure 
that we are making distinctions and refinements along the way to keep us going on the right track or in the right direction. You might have heard me share the example of a massive ship in the ocean, right? If this ship is sailing and moving in the ocean and there is nobody steering the ship, ultimately it will drift off course. And we are like that too. If we are not directing where the ship is going, we will get off track as well. Okay. So in Matthew 6, 6, it says, here's what I want you to do. Find a quiet scheduled place. So you won't be tempted to role play before God. Just be there as simply and honestly as you can manage. The focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace. So the process of recalibrating can be as simple as being alone with God and creating this this scheduled and secluded place where you can just get before God. No rehearsing, no pretending, no faking, no wearing your mask, just literally being naked and transparent before God. And it says here in the message version that as you do that, the focus will shift from you being self-absorbed and self-focused to God, and you'll begin to sense his grace and his direction in your life. So to help us dive in here, I have a couple of questions. These are great ones to jot down. So if you're driving, don't do this in this moment. Screenshot this. Remember to go back to it later. But if you are in a place where you can take notes, put this on pause, grab a pen, grab a note card, a notebook, whatever you need, and write these questions down, but answer them. (laughs) Don't bother writing them down if you're not going to answer them. Okay, what areas of your life need recalibrating? Here's how we're going to find out. All right, the main question here is what areas of your life need recalibrating? So here's number one. Is God's word your standard or is it what you or others think or feel? Is God's word your standard or Is it what you or others think or feel? That's number one. Number two, have you checked your alignment and examined yourself to see where you are? Have you checked your alignment and examined yourself to see where you are? And number three, Are you repenting or changing your mind and attitude to conform to God's standard in that area? Are you repenting and changing your mind and attitude to conform to God's standard in that area? These are great questions to help you see what areas may need recalibrating in your life and get super, super clear on that. It says in 2 Corinthians 13, 5, examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourselves that Jesus Christ is in you unless indeed you are disqualified? So we learn the nature or character of someone, in this case God, by submitting to him and through thorough and extensive testing. (laughs) 
So not all quote unquote problems are actually problems. They're, they're tests that are requiring us to develop our character. Okay, so a simple process of recalibration could look like discovering the standard. And in this case, is God's word your standard? Then determine the deviation. Where have you drifted? Where have you fallen out of alignment? Where do you need recalibrating? And then correct to conformity, which means bring your life back into alignment. Okay, so number one, discover the standard. What standard are you actually living under or by in your life? Determine where you've deviated from that standard, where you've drifted, where you've fallen out of alignment. And then correct to conformity, conform again to God's will and to God's standard. And sometimes when we're really unsure, you can use Psalms 139, 23, and 24. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxieties and see if there is any wicked way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. John 17, 16 says, They are not of this world, just as I am not of the world. Sanctify them by your truth. Your word is truth. Again, a call or a reminder, is the word of God the standard in your life? Psalms 26, similar to Psalms 139, says this, Examine me, O Lord, and prove me. Try my mind and my heart. These are what I like to call dangerous prayers. <laughs> they require total humility and radical responsibility and follow through, right? It requires courage to actually take a look at where you might be out of alignment and to follow through to make the corrections in the areas that you've deviated. But it's really interesting. Psalms 19 says that God's word is the standard for restoration, for wisdom, for rejoicing, for purity, for enlightenment, for understanding, for endurance, for longevity, for truth, for justice, for wealth, for protection, for benefits and rewards. I don't know about you, but this is confirming to me and highlighting to me that God's word, if it is truly the standard of my life, will give me these benefits. Benefits of restoration, wisdom, rejoicing, purity, enlightenment, understanding, endurance, longevity, truth, justice, wealth, protection, benefits, and rewards. So if you look at that, are you looking to another standard to provide those benefits? That's another area or a way that you can kind of back end into this. What is your standard that you're living by? And is it providing you these benefits? Recalibrating our lives in agreement with God means the Bible, the word of God, the truth is our standard. And it should be something that we are always in a process of checking in on, right? <laughs> a great prophet, just kidding, said this, check yourself before you wreck yourself, right? So that's something that we want to do. We want to constantly check ourselves. Playfully is better. Have some joy in your checking, right? It makes the journey way more enjoyable and it's less heavy on you, <laughs> 
as you go through the process. But we do want to be constantly checking and seeing, ooh, where am I drifting? Where am I not in alignment? Where can I recalibrate and really set aside time to recalibrate and have this space to connect with God? Okay? Psalms 19 says this, The law of the Lord is perfect, converting the soul. The testimony of the Lord is sure, making wise the simple. The statutes of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. The commandment of the Lord is pure, enlightening the eyes. The fear of the Lord is clean, enduring forever. The judgments of the Lord are true and righteous altogether. More to be desired are they than gold. Yeah, more than fine gold, sweeter also than honey and the honeycomb. Moreover, by them your servant is warned, and in keeping them there is great reward. How beautiful is that? So, so good. So, two questions, particularly that if you are somebody that likes visioning and planning before a new year, two questions that you could also jot down as you have this space to write the vision and make it plain Number one, you can ask God this, God, what do you want me to want? God, what do you want me to want? And God, number two, what do you want me to stop or leave behind? God, what do you want me to stop or leave behind? Because sometimes we we have things that are subtle, but they very much get in the way. Okay, so for example, some things that I have dug up in my my own journey is, you've heard me probably say this one, future faking or future tripping, meaning visualizing the future without God or without truth, which makes it really scary and which it throws me usually into control where I need to figure it out and I need to make a plan and it's got to happen this way or then I'm going to be in this kind of place, right? So future faking, fixing. Because fixing assumes that something is broken, that I (laughs) am entitled to fix it. But I'm not God, right? So a fixing behavior. Maybe fault finding. Why are you looking for all of these faults when you could be appreciating? And hold tight to this one. I'm going to give us an appreciation exercise before the end of today. And then also fear. Fear is a huge one. Fear throws us into doubt and unbelief and insecurity. And that really does not create a great testimony of God in our lives, right? So those, for example, could things that I need to stop or leave behind in order to ultimately step into the fullness of my destiny. Tracking with me? Or when it comes to wanting what God wants for me, what does that look like? God wants me to be full of faith. God wants me to have the word as a standard. God wants me to simply believe, (laughs) right? These could be, it doesn't have to be overly complex is all that I want to highlight here. So these are great questions. And to calibrate means this, to standardize, bring into conformity with the standard by determining the deviation so as to put the proper correction factors needed in place to adjust precisely for a particular function. So 
My simple definition of calibrating means to bring things back into kingdom order or alignment. All right. And these questions, asking better questions can help us experience this personally. All right. So this is a prophetic word that I was really receiving in connection to this calibration, recalibrating word that I was given to teach today. You will flourish in areas that used to frustrate you. Focus on creating what you want and not on what you don't want, rather than using your energies to eliminate, use your energy to create. May God give you the opportunity, resources, and favor to live the life of your dreams. If you want to have dominion, make self-mastery a discipline. If you can't master yourself, you can't have dominion over anything outside of yourself. In Jesus' name, amen. (laughs) So that was the word that I was given with that. I also want to hold up that some of the things, when, when God wants us to want what he wants, we have to train ourselves into these things. It doesn't just happen by default or by moving through life carelessly. And a lot of times we have things operating in our subconscious that can hold us back if we're not aware of it. So rather than just letting every thought play out in our mind or letting our emotions just take us any which way and just get us in a mood, hashtag mood, right? We can actually train ourselves to show up in a different way. We have the authority to do that. We have the power to do that. We can activate the gifts, the talents, the goodness of God in our lives. We don't have to just sit on that. We can actually activate it. So that can look like keep praying, keep praising, stay in worship, bow low before God, declare his goodness, speak only his word, right? When you're in battle specifically, that's not the time to lay down your sword, which is the word of God, right? But to pick it up and swing it. (laughs) So every day can be a day of victory when when you're doing these things, when you're really pressing in and you keep praying, you keep praising, you keep appreciating, you stay in worship. That is work. <laughs> that requires a sacrifice. That requires something of you. But if victory is important to you, you will rise up and do those things. Okay? And the truth is, not anybody listening to this podcast, but the truth is that some people don't want to grow from glory to glory. Some aren't ready to heal their weaknesses and develop their strengths. But like you, one who is ready, you will, by doing these things, step into reward, like it says in the word. You'll step into seasons of increase and open doors and have new downloads and fresh streams of insight and revelation come forth. It's a beautiful thing. So I just want to encourage you to really press in and experience this turning point that you're after, where you turn a new corner, where you leave your last level, where you access a new dimension, where all the warfare makes sense and the new blessings will be so sweet and worth the journey, right? Also keep in mind that some people try so hard to make something happen. And that could even be an example where you're out of alignment. If you've got to try (laughs) to make things happen. You might be out of alignment because usually there's frustration around that. There's overwhelm around that. There's stress around that. 
But at times, as it says in Isaiah 20, 22, 22, it says, remain faithful and I, the Lord, will make it happen. So sometimes where we're trying, 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 the what we need to stop is the try, try, try and turn up the belief and the praise and the worship, right? If God is truly making it happen, if he said what he said, then you can trust and believe and move forward in joy and take the inspired action that you're meant to take. And when you take that action, you're not trying, you're just doing. You're walking in alignment. There's a difference, okay? All right. So as promised, let's transition here into a appreciation practice because for sure this is an area that can bring breakthrough to your life. So today I was reading in Ecclesiastes and I just want to highlight this because it is so, so important. It says actually in Ecclesiastes 5, 18 to 20, to make the most of what God gives. Make the most of what God gives. Meaning, number one, don't take anything, not a single thing for granted that God gives. That's one way that you can step into blessing is appreciation. So we're going to practice that today. It says here, after looking at the way things are on this earth, here's what I've decided is the best way to live. Take care of yourself. Have a good time and make the most of whatever job you have for as long as God gives you life. And that's about it. That's the human lot. Yes, we should make the most of what God gives, both the bounty and the capacity to enjoy it, accepting what's given and delighting in the work. It's God's gift. God deals out joy in the present. And now it's useless to brood over how long we might live. Woof! So that is so, so strong. It says it in the Amplified Version like this. Also, every man to whom God has given riches and possessions and the power to enjoy them and to accept his appointed lot and to rejoice in his toil, this is the gift of God to him. For he shall not much remember seriously the days of his life, because God himself answers and corresponds to the joy of his heart. The tranquility of God is mirrored in him. So I just love this verse because it's actually a gift to enjoy what God has given. That's a gift from God to enjoy the work of your hands, to enjoy what God gives. That is God's gift to you for stewarding well what he's given you, right? And so something that happens, though, that prevents us from doing this is that we are always, the reality is, we're always moving towards some goal or objective in our lives. Literally. As soon as we finish one, another will take its place. And as believers, we are always extending our faith for something. So whatever we believe God for right now could happen a year from now. But by that time, we will be believing God for something else. Have you noticed that? (laughs) So what the Lord teaches us is that since we're going to spend the majority of our lives waiting for something, we should learn to enjoy life as it unfolds. Success without fulfillment is the ultimate failure. Okay. 
If we do not learn to enjoy life as it unfolds, life will pass us by and we will never enjoy where we are at right now. Now, I can say personally that I have lived life this way and it is miserable. You're just on to the next one, on to the next one, right? Like that's what it's like. You just keep pushing, you keep hustling, hustling. you keep uh, pressing towards the mark, right? When you're not even tracking with it. <laughs> it is exhausting and it doesn't allow you to show up like the person you were put on this earth to be at all. And it doesn't make you very fun to be around and it can destroy good gifts that God has in your life, whether that's relationships, whether that's the enjoyment of your work, whether that's the fulfillment of your work, whether that's just being present and engaged in life, right? It can really take you away from a lot of his blessings. So I really want to encourage you and give you this exercise that as the writer of Ecclesiastes does in Ecclesiastes 5, 18 to 20, to enjoy everything, everything you do to the fullest extent for as long as you live, for that is a choice. And when we do it, we experience so many other blessings and goodness, okay? And confidence, this is a bonus, confidence also is key to enjoying your journey. Because if you don't believe in yourself, no one will, okay? So that's that's another thing that you can practice is confidence. But as in terms of a practice here, I'm going to call this the rampage of appreciation. <laughs> okay, the rampage of appreciation. So this is a process that you can do to shift into a good feeling state of appreciation. Okay, if you really want to parlay a good mood to an even better one, if you want to enhance your relationship with someone or th something, if you want to deliberately maintain your good feeling state, if you want to improve your current good feeling, if you want to deliberately train yourself to focus on something that's beneficial to you, you can do this when you're driving, you're walking, when you're standing in line, or you want to do something that's really creatively productive. You can do this when your own thoughts or words of someone you are with, um, potentially could be going in a negative direction and you wanna shift them and control the direction. And you can do this when you're aware that you're experiencing negative emotions and you want to change the way you feel. You're that powerful, you can do that, okay? So what you can do is See this as a game that you can play with yourself. This isn't something that you need to tell people you're doing, but you can just start practicing this with yourself. And you can play it anywhere at any time because it's a game that's really easily played simply by directing pleasant thoughts in your mind. So rather than letting just thoughts flow through your mind and being unconscious of them or allowing yourself to have the luxury of just dwelling in negativity, this is a way that you can do what the word says and take thoughts captive, okay? And it's some, this is something too that you can write on paper if you really wanna enhance the process, although you don't have to, it's not always necessary if you're just training yourself to do it. So you can begin by looking around your immediate environment and gently noticing something that pleases you. And just try to hold your attention or your focus on this pleasing object as you consider how wonderful, beautiful, or useful it is. And as you focus on it longer, your positive feelings 
the energy you put in motion will increase. Okay, now notice your improved feeling and be appreciative of the way you feel. Then once your good feeling is noticeably stronger, then you begin to look around your environment and choose another pleasing object for your positive attention. So make it your objective to choose objects of attention that easily evoke your appreciation for this is not a game of finding something troubling or fixing it, (laughs) okay? This is a process of practicing really high vibe, good feeling things. And the longer you focus on the things that feel good to you, the easier it is for you to maintain those feelings of feeling good, okay? And the more you maintain that, the more you are able to really pay attention to that and grow in that, all right? So your primary intention with this game is to move through your day finding things to appreciate. And this is really helping you practice less resistance and helping you align with God intentionally throughout the day. This is one of the most powerful things you can do because it also puts you in position to receive clear guidance from God as well. So the more you practice appreciation, the less resistance you will have in yourself. And the less resistance you have, the better you'll notice your life will be. And also practicing this rampage of appreciation, you'll become accustomed to feeling good. So if you ever revert to an old pattern of negativity or low vibe or resistance, you'll notice it early on before it gets too strong and you can shift it. You'll be more equipped. You'll have greater capacity to shift it, okay? So the more you find something to appreciate, the better it feels. The better it feels, the more you want to do it. And the more you want to do it, the better it feels. The better it feels, the more you want to do it. Do you get it? Okay, so this is putting energy in motion. It's building positive momentum in your life. So there will come a time with very little effort, you'll find your heart singing the new song that the word of God talks about. Sing to the Lord a new song. Rejoice in the new thing. Enjoy your joyous alignment with who you really are. (laughs) Okay, and this wonderful feeling where no resistance exists is really a state of allowing and appreciation and acceptance. Okay, and the better it gets, the better it gets. That's that's as simply as it can be, all right? So this is a game where the focus is to feel good and to find things to appreciate. Get it? So some examples. Let's say that you are standing in line at a post office because you're going to mail some Christmas cards. Tis the season, right? So you might think this. This is a very nice building. It's great that they keep it so clean. I like how friendly that postal worker is. I appreciate the way that mother is interacting with her child. That's a good looking jacket. My day is really going well. (laughs) While driving to work, you might think, I love my car. This new freeway is wonderful. Even though it's raining, I'm making very good time. I love how reliable my vehicle is. I'm grateful for my job. You could also focus more specifically on any of your objects of appreciation and find even more reasons to feel appreciation. So for example, for the, this is a very nice building. 
There's so much more parking here than at that old post office. There are more counters here and the lines move much faster than before. The big windows make that room feel much airier. <laughs> For the, the new freeway is wonderful. There are no traffic lights to slow me down. I can travel so much faster than before. This drive offers such a beautiful view. So again, once you become oriented toward looking for things to appreciate, you'll find that your day will be filled with such good things and people will notice this. They'll be like, man, you've got such a great vibe or you have such great energy. It's so uplifting to be around you. You always are glowing, right? Your thoughts and feelings of appreciation will flow from you naturally when you train yourself with this practice. And often, while in the midst of a genuine feeling of appreciation for someone or something, you will feel ripples of goosebumps. Those sensations are confirming your alignment with God also. So I don't know if that happens. I will sometimes get goosebumps. You might feel like a warmth come over your body, a tingling sensation. But literally, that stuff can start happening for you. So every time you appreciate something, every time you praise something, every time you feel good about something, you are telling God basically more of this please. <laughs> so it, it's a vibration inside of you. That's why God's vibes matter and aligning with God matters so much. So a desire to appreciate is a very good first step. And then as you find more things that you would like to say thank you about, it quickly gains momentum. And as you want to feel appreciation, you then will find things to appreciate. You'll see them all around you. And as you appreciate it, then you'll attract more things to appreciate. In time, you just have this rampage of appreciation. You've developed so much momentum around this that this becomes a way of life for you. It's part of your lifestyle. And you may, just for the record, you may move through your day and see unhappy people right, or disappointment or pain, and you may blame yourself for not being strong enough to appreciate them in spite of their negative offerings, right? But you shouldn't look at that instead, right? You really want to look for things to appreciate and stay in control of what you are focusing on, okay? So once you've made a decision that nothing is more important and that you feel good, you've decided you are consciously going to look for things to appreciate, okay? And you're going to be diligent with your focus and just practice this. Don't allow yourself to get distracted. Just find things to appreciate and you'll start seeing things to appreciate, okay? Hopefully this is making sense for you and it's something that you can look forward to. <laughs> So keep in mind here, as you move through your day and you become aware of something you don't want or you don't want to look at, you really want to practice your focus here. You can easily refocus your awareness of what you do want, all right? We often are lazy about this, but this is something that you want to practice and get really good at because life is not about tomorrow. It's about right now. Life is about how you are currently deciding to show up and what you are deciding to focus on. And this is a way that you can train yourself to appreciate life as it unfolds and enjoying it to the fullest extent as it unfolds. That's not to say 
other things might come in to disrupt your focus, but you can be diligent with your focus and choose what you're going to focus on. Because ultimately, you can't control what's happening and going on around you, but you can control what you're thinking, how you are going to feel, and how you are going to show up, what you're going to speak, who you're going to be, what you're going to focus on. You can choose all of that. You don't have to wait to get into a better state. You can shift into one. And this rampage of appreciation is a really great game that you can play with yourself, particularly when you notice that you are in a hashtag mood. All right. All right, guys, enjoy life as it unfolds. That's my encouragement for you on today. Look at areas that are opportunities to recalibrate and create space to get clear on what that means for you, how to recalibrate. And also practice this rampage of appreciation. I would love to hear your feedback on how this goes and what you start to notice. So feel free to share a testimony with me. You can visit julianapage.com and go to the contact page and email me a testimony. And if you haven't followed this podcast, what are you doing? Make sure that you subscribe. That is the best way to make sure that great content gets spread and people are encouraged and uplifted in their daily life. So make sure that you subscribe, like it, comment, share, share it with a friend. And until next time, stay blessed.